welcome to the Sonic Velocity of Harmony radio show and podcast. A journey into the mysticism of music and sound with your host, musician, author, and Sufi mystic, Secunder Scott Von Hill. The Sonic Velocity of Harmony is brought to you by a holistic musician with generous support from the Church of All in Burbank, California, and our friends at Personas Audio Electronics, makers of Studio One Version 3. Here's your host, Scott Von Hill. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Sonic Velocity of Harmony radio show and podcast. And uh, I've got a really special recording that I'm going to share with you today. Um, this is a teaching from my teacher, Tasneem Hermila Fernandez. And it was taken from a retreat that she did in Australia back in uh, 2007. And it's uh, a really great um, scenario that she sets up for one of the practices that she was teaching at this retreat. And I believe it was a three or five day retreat. And um, she, you know, really did a lot of different things at this retreat. She um, went over a lot of the factors and, and um, things that go into the dances of universal peace. And then she also uh, spoke about some other things. It was a really, a really intense retreat. We have some recordings from the whole weekend that we're going to be sharing. Um, but she, she really focused uh, in one one particular afternoon. She focused on uh, a sound practice, uh, and in Sufi uh, practice, we we call this these particular sound practices wazif, and it's a, a recitation of one of the ninety nine names of God. And in this particular practice, uh, she did the wazif ya hadi, and um, so with ya hadi, it, ya is it is like saying oh or oh thou and it's in a very um reverent way of saying oh and you're you're really calling to someone so it's kind of like saying oh john can you come over here you're you're calling out to uh, that that quality and and asking it for asking for it to come into your presence and to uh grace you with its um with its essence and so Yah, that's it is is saying oh and reaching out. It's that reaching, and then Hadi is guide, um, or guide. You could you could almost say guidance or the spirit of guidance, um, but guide. Uh, so Yah Hadi is saying oh guide. So you're calling for that guidance and that guide to come to you. And um, the way we do these practices is you know we we do it first vocally and in that reaching out you're you're reaching from an outward place trying to get that aspect to come towards you and be in your presence and then you do the practice mentally after that for a little bit because now it's with you it's part of you it's 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 merging with your your atmosphere and your being and then you move on to the third aspect and practice it just silently and kind of drop the recitation even in your mind and then you're just with that the presence of that essence and in that essence has become you and it's in you and you want to merge with it and feel its presence and feel its essence moving and, and breathing in you and it's a really they're they're really beautiful practices and the practice that she did at this retreat was no different it was really really amazingly beautiful um 
But what really struck me about this particular recording is the scenario that she set up just to go into the practice. Uh, the scenario was just really beautiful and she got about halfway through it and I just had tears streaming down my face and it just it spoke to me in such a way because of the nature of how she explains um, what the scenario sets up actually to explain the uh, the Wazif practice and how it works and uh, it's it's very beautiful and uh, it's really short it's it's only about 10 minutes long um, but she, you'll see the beauty of how my teacher teaches and, and how, you know, she really works from an intuitive level and, and she just, you know, casually set up a scenario, a, a visualization to kind of help um, aid going into the practice. And it was just, I, I thought it was a really amazing uh, scenario. And, and there's so many different teachings that you can get out of just this little scenario. and. Uh, again, she's doing it to set up a practice, and I'm going to give a few different interpretations afterwards of this and, uh, you know, kind of maybe just see it from a few different vantage points or, or angles because it's, it's just such a beautiful teaching. So without further ado, I'm going to share a small uh, snippet from my teacher, Tasneem Hermila Fernandez. So first we'll um, set up. A scenario. Please uh, picture, imagine, visualize that you are in a little boat all by yourself in a little boat and it's night time and you are in your little boat out in the middle of the sea And it happens to be the phase of the moon that is dark and it's cloudy. <clears throat> so you can't see the stars and in any case the moon is dark. So it's nighttime, it's cloudy, it's dark and there's no moon and it's just you and your little boat way out in the middle of the ocean. And you have no sophisticated navigational instruments. So you really are, in a sense, lost. You don't know which way to go. So that you could fashion a sail, but which wind to catch? What direction? What's my next move? But you can't just sit there. <clears throat> and so, not knowing where you're going to wind up, 
wind up. You do fashion a sail and you catch a bit of wind. And the oars that you have, you use as a rudder. So with your little rudder and a bit of wind in the sail, heading toward who knows where, nevertheless, you set out. Setting out in this darkness for an unknown destination. And so your movement <clears throat> aided by the motion of the, the waters underneath you and the wind in your sail, assisted by this small rudder and the faith in your being, trusting, trusting, though you do not see, trusting what cannot be seen, but taking courage and moving ahead just the same. Suddenly there's a glint of light, or so you, you think you saw a glint of light. And so now you're intently looking to see if it'll happen again. Yes, there it is. There's that glint of light again. It's so far away. So now you redirect your course and you move toward that glint of light off in the distance. A good wind comes up behind you and helps your progress. You're moving closer and closer and closer. And now you can make out far in the distance but still now you have some sense of where it is you, you're heading and that glint of light. There's the bare suggestion of land. And could that be a lighthouse? That glint alternates like the rotation of a guiding light And now you take your oars and you row and you move toward it, setting into rhythm your progress. And your heart leaps as you see very clearly now that it is a lighthouse set upon this rocky shore guiding the mariners into safe harbor. And as that lighthouse casts this light, this guiding light out into the ocean, it hasn't quite reached you, right? The arc of that light, of that illumination hasn't quite reached you, but you're very close to it now. And soon, <coughs> You are within its arc. Now you're rowing with some illumination to light your way. 
and you continue rowing and moving toward the light. Now the penumbra is behind you. Stronger light, clearer light, now begins to cover you. Now you are in a complete circle of light. The darkness is behind you. It's past you. You have passed it. And then this full, brilliant circle of light, you move into its brightest point. And that light, which was far off in the distance and then became nearer and then you entered its influence and its parameters, its arc. You are now bathed, completely bathed, soaked in that light. So much so that now all you can see is light. And that light, which at one point was outside of you, and off in the distance, perceptible as other than, is now the very light that you feel within your being. The guidance which you sought and appeared, at first faintly far away, moving with faith and with trust in the unknown and in the unseen now envelops you, has surrounded you, and completely penetrated you. The guidance you sought is inside you. So, yeah, you can see just from uh, listening to that scenario uh, what a powerful visualization that is and what insight that really brings on so many levels and again this was really just a scenario to set up um, the wazif practice that she was going to go into following that uh, yahadi and uh, again that is you know it's a reaching out to guide to to a, a guide or a sense of guidance or divine guidance and you know this this story really it's such a beautiful story and a way to set up that practice and you know when when we do um, meditations or uh, chants or any kind of sound healing work or um, any, any kind of ritualized practice like that it's hard to get into the groove of it sometimes without getting your head wrapped up in what am I supposed to experience? What am I supposed to feel? What's this all about? And having that scenario set up beforehand before you go into the practice really gives you just a full understanding, you know, in your being of what the practice is supposed to do. And then you go in there and just do it. And then, then a lot of that thought process isn't there um, to where you can really just be lost in the practice. And I, I, it's just a, such a beautiful way of setting that up. I, I wanted to just kind of share some personal things from this that I took that really made me 
kind of weepy when I first heard it and, and really touched a place in me because it, it touched me in a couple different levels. Uh, first hearing it, it really reminded me of the, the guru disciple uh, relationship and how, you know, without a guide, uh, it, when you're doing this kind of work, you really kind of are lost in the darkness and you stumble upon some things here and there um, that that are glimmers of light and things like that and then you know once you actually find your path you know your your sail is set and you've found that glimmer of light you're kind of rowing towards it you're, you're on your path and then and when you find that guide and you're in the arc of their illumination and you're within their light then you can see clearly you know where the boundaries of the darkness lie you know and, and you can see that it's behind you and that it's in a place that you can now work through that stuff because you can see it and you and you know where it's at and you know how to work through it so it really reminded me a lot of the the guru teacher relationship or in, in the sufi terms it would be the the murshid and the marid uh, in my case, it'd be the Mershida and Marid, because uh, my teacher is a woman. And uh, so she would be referred to as Mershida, Reverend Tesneem Hermila Fernandez. So that's one thing that I took away from that. And the other thing I really got out of it is it really, I think why it got me weepy is because it really spoke to the dark place that I was at in my life for the longest time before I, I really found my path and found my guide and and found myself you know you know we all spend a lot of time floating lost in the darkness you know i i did that for years i was really uh drowning a lot of emotions and and frustrations and alcohol and just really living from an ego driven place of trying to be a rock star and and doing it for in, inside really doing it for the in my head I guess doing it for the right reasons but my heart wasn't really in the right place so the right stuff didn't always come through uh, but just that I think about those times those dark times that I was in you know and it was really that floating in that boat you know with just no direction all the odds stacked against you you know the darkest phase of the moon no stars in the sky cloudy and just you know lost you know floating in nothing and that it was my life for the longest time and you know something calls to you something beckons to you from within and says I can't sit here anymore you know and I can't just do nothing you know you know simple terms I'm over this shit and I'm getting out of this all that darkness consumes you to where you get to a point where it's just like I, I, I'm done I can't take anymore so I love this part where she says trusting what cannot be seen but taking courage you move ahead just the same and that's when she's talking about where you you know you decide that you've got to do something you can't just float around and do nothing there so you fashion a sail and you take an oar and you put it in the the water as a rudder and and you just move in whatever direction you know the wind takes you and whatever direction that that rudder steers you uh, with you know trusting what cannot be seen 
but taking courage and moving ahead just the same. And that's, that's a, a major turning point. And, you know, in my experience, you know, having been a touring musician for a lot of years and, and really working with a genre of music that is, is aggressive and is about pain and anger and anguish and a lot of the things that we express through it are real feelings and emotions that, you know, kids and young people and adults deal with every single day. And so this music really is an outlet and they have a need, you know, a real need. So one thing I notice is that, you know, some of these people just don't have any, any connection, any spirituality, any, um, sense of guidance no family no friends um that to really be a guide or show leadership and things like that and so some people don't ever they're, they're not conditioned for that that feeling to come from within to urge them to something more and you know that's that's something that uh you know i really hope to 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 help you know to remedy and, and to be a light and, and and to reach out to that need and and young people and and young adults that are you know really trying to uh, find the courage to trust in what's not seen and it doesn't have to be you know even god or spirituality it just has to be some sense that you're something more than what your current station is if you're not happy and not you know pleased with where the life is at or you're lost in darkness then that's you know uh, a great way to to work through it is to just have courage and and trust and and let go and see where you're taken so then you know the, the idea of once the effort's made and you're and you're sailing in in some sort of direction and moving uh that faith just takes you and when you let faith take you, it, it starts to take you towards a glimmer of hope. You start to see that flash of light and that, that glimmer of guidance off in the distance. And so then you, you put the, the oars in the water and, and you start rowing and you, you start working towards that um, direction. And I like that she uses the phrase, setting into rhythm your progress because it really that's what happens first you have that faith to let go and 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 move in some direction because you're done with this you're moving on you're you're getting to a better place somehow um or a different place because you just can't stand where you're where you're at um so you you move past that into this rhythm of progress because now you're you're progressing towards something you know when you make an effort you you progress and so I, I love that she says setting into rhythm your progress and that really applies to to more in this story really than just rowing towards that light um, you know and as, as you start to move towards that light you you get closer and closer and then it becomes within your view and and it's you, you have more hope and more faith because you see things clearer because there's more light and you move in the direction of that light until finally you, you, you move into its arc. And I like that she says also, when you move into the arc of the light, the darkness is behind you. And, you know, 
I, I love that because I think of the visualization of that of just you know floating into this arc of light and then the darkness that you were lost in being completely behind you because now you're inside of light and as you turn back you can see where the darkness ends and the light begins and that you can really see the edge of that darkness can kind of picture things and see things more clearly you know now in the light you can see what the what the the waves look like um, maybe get a little bit of a, a glimpse of how deep you can see into the water at the moment and things like that uh, all these different things that weren't revealed when you were just in the darkness now you're in this arc of this light and you're seeing more and things are becoming more illuminated and the darkness is behind you i just love the the thought of that and uh you know as you move farther into this light so that you're in the arc of it now but you're still you're still making progress you're still moving towards that goal of being there on the shore underneath the guidance of that guiding light and and the safety that it brings so you're moving towards that uh through that arc and then you you reach that shore and you're standing in the light you're standing there encompassed and embodied by the light and i like that she uses this terminology the light from outside from far away is the light that you feel in your being so this light that we've seen is off in the distance or um, first that we didn't even know existed or didn't think we could see um, because it wasn't visible to us it wasn't within our our path of illumination and so we go farther into that and once we see that light and that light is there we realize that that outside light that was far away is is right there and now you feel the warmth and the glow of that light and it's it's it overtaking you to where you feel it in your being and when you when you finally get to a point in your life where you you get on a spiritual path or you get on some sort of um self discovery path i guess is a good way to say it rather than spiritual path even um when you discover your true nature and who you are and what you are and what's what's been given to you and what's available for you we we only tap into a, a small bit of that potential a very small bit of that and by realizing that that light that we think is off in the distance is really the light of our being it's really within us it's really that spark of illumination in our soul that divinity within us that's been reaching out and calling out to us through the layers of ego through the layers of self uh, image self um, stuff you know all this self stuff that you know that we have on the physical plane in this body you know the layers of, of physical earthbound stuff um but that real light is there it's within us it's it's part of us it's our being and it's calling to us and it's wanting to shine forth and illuminate and be bright and we have to allow that to come through we have to allow that to be given a, a globe you know or a lamp to be put into so that it, it lights and, and shows brightly so those were some really 
really prime points that I, I drew from it and, you know, thought that it really just, it, it teaches so many different things. And those are just my interpretations of a couple of things that I drew from it, parallels to, you know, my life and to, you know, also again in that, you know, teacher and guru relationship. And um, I, I just felt it was a beautiful scenario for setting up the Wazif practice. But then when I listened to it, it just touched me on a lot deeper level. So I wanted to share that and just kind of throw a couple of those ideas out there and, and uh, see what sticks with you. If you listen to it a couple of times, uh, just on its own, just that little scenario, it'll really transmit something to you. You'll really get a sense of uh, her teaching and her presence, and, and you'll really feel something from it. So I urge you to uh, listen to this a few more times, at least listen to that segment, and kind of really just take in some of that uh, essence of her teaching. And again, I just want to... Um, thank Tasneem Hermila Fernandez for sharing this material and uh, we're going to be sharing a lot more with you uh, of her teaching of her teacher Pir Valayat and um, who was Hazrat Nayak Khan's son she was with him for 35 years so we have a lot of really great rich uh, material to to pull from there and and just uh, really grateful for for her as a teacher and and for all that she shares with me and her guidance and and help and uh, I'd like to urge you guys to check out her website at churchofall.us and you can check out her schedule. Uh, we're going to be putting a lot of content up there in the coming months and then you can see where she's going to be hosting retreats and things like that and um, get some uh, video of some of our Ibn Arabi classes and things like that at, in Burbank. So a uh, really great resource there, churchofall.us. And then, uh, again, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and, and checking this podcast out. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more, and I'm really grateful for your time and attentiveness to this. And wish you all very much uh, success and blessing in your week. And please check us out at www.holisticmusician.com.